the game. Does the game make sense? Does it seem okay? Yes, and I will warn you all that I played it three times. What? With my wife and Hillary before we started. Oh, you mean you, you test... You, you yeah, did, yeah. You oh, did you a, suck. You did a dry run? Yeah. And Are we you were... that dedicated to not having to rant? <laughs> Welcome back to Podjiba, the Podjiba Television Podcast. Or if you're here for the first time, then welcome. Uh, hope you enjoy your stay. Uh, I'm Podjiba contributor Dan Hamamura, and with me, as always, are Deputy Editor Tori Preston. Hello. And Podjiba Head Honcho Dustin Rolls. Why, hello, Dan. Hello. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining me. Last week, we talked about the fall uh, premieres for both network and cable and streaming. And the season's officially begun. Uh, most of the fall network shows started last week. So we are going to be talking about that and our reactions to that. And to begin, simply, uh, what was your favorite show or the favorite thing you watched last week, uh, Dustin? Uh, weirdly, it was Walton Goggins' The Unicorn. That's not weird <laughs> at all. That's like entirely expected. No, it was a CBS sitcom, and the premise is lousy. I mean, it's about, a, like, he's a unicorn because he's a widow He's a widower, and he's like 40-something, which makes him the perfect guy on dating apps. So that sounds like ridiculous, but it's Walton Goggins, and he's charming. He had this Steve Martin dad crinkle in his eye. You know, it was just Aww. like, it was, it was a lot. And it was, but it was, it was adorable, but, and it was sweet, but it wasn't too sweet. Now, there, there was someone on this podcast last week who said it was going to be terrible, um, and his name might have been Dustin. Dustin. Yeah, I say, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, it, it worked. Pleasantly <laughs> well, surprised. Great. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Tori, what about you? Oh, boy. Uh, overall, I think, so two things. I, probably the one I was most, in, I enjoyed the most would have been Creep Show. But the one I was most surprised by was Prodigal Son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is just absolutely, like, that is my cocaine. Like, <laughs> that is, I feel like at some point in the episode, it was speaking directly to me, giving me, like, exactly what I want out of, like, a I think crappy it was, TV show to follow 911. I felt wow, like it okay. was Tom Paine's cocaine, too. Yeah. Honestly, a lot of people on the show seem to be doing a lot of different things. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if you caught tonight's, so I only saw the beginning of it because, of course, we record during Prodigal Son. <laughs> In case anyone wants to know when we're talking, I'm missing Prodigal Son for this. Uh, but I watched the first few minutes and they reference that now Tom Paine's character is known as the guy who cut someone's arm off with it. And that was the thing. Was like, <laughs> the, like the episode was like, oh, this is pretty good. This is pretty good. And then he cuts, he cuts the guy's arm off and you're like, I'm sold. I'm done. Yeah, to it's save his life. So now everyone's like, oh, he cut an arm off. It's like, but he saved a guy's life. And it's, that is like the defining characteristic of the character. And like more characters should be defined by how they wield an ax. Right. <laughs> For context, he was strapped to a bomb and that's right. how he saved his life. He really did his save his life, yeah. Oh, but he did it with this like crazy oh, look yeah. in his eye. Oh, I was so into it. <laughs> this sounds like a show that I'm putting in the box of, along with 911, of shows that sound too crazy for me. 
No, no. This is like, it's like the Nick Cage of network <laughs> dramas. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and like Michael Sheen's there just being like Michael really, Sheen, yeah. really pleasant, like just daddy pleasant, but he's, he's supposed to be the crazy one. And he's just like a doting father. It's great. Who is also a serial killer. Yes. Like he is supposed to be the crazy one, but his son is obviously crazier. I love that show. Yeah, the fact that incredible. that comes back to back with nine one one, I was like, "Your Monday's are set." Awesome. <laughs> and Dan, what did you enjoy this week? Uh, for me, it was there. There's a there are a lot of things I could talk about. Um, the my most natural would be to talk about the Good Place, or uh, there were several shows that premiered that I really liked. Uh, Evil Stumptown. Uh, I also enjoyed The Unicorn uh, and Emergence, um, but. If I can get a little, hopefully not too sentimental, but uh, the thing that brought me the most joy this week watching TV was when I saw Bowen Yang's credit on SNL. Uh, uh, yeah, that was yeah. great. Because he's the first uh, Asian American uh, in the cast, and it was, I, I mean, I've, I've watched SNL since I was a little kid, and it was always one of those shows that was just, you know, exciting and fun to watch, and, and but there was never an Asian, you know, comedian on the in the cast so that that was like weirdly uh it it felt weirdly important even though um even though it's not you know i mean he's a he he had like two small roles or three small roles and he was fine um but that and then the uh also the the end at the good nights when he and chloe Feynman were like so excited that was so great uh that 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 was also probably the the parts of the episode of SNL that I enjoyed the most. <laughs> yeah. That and the apple picking skit were like the best. The apple picking sketch was pretty fun. And then Keenan saying, uh, "Ain't gonna matter." <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the the. I know. I know that it's not always you know cool to laugh at the the mistakes, but when the oh my God. woman was out there, that <laughs> was, was actually so that was good. Very funny. <laughs> And he just lost it. Yes, I enjoyed that as well. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of my. I, I don't know if that, what that says about the the rest of TV. Even though there were there were a lot of shows I liked, um, uh, including a bunch of the the new stuff. Was there anything that you hated this week oh. of the new shows? I don't know if hate is the right word, but the shows that I struggled to get through were. Uh, Sunnyside and Perfect Harmony. Oh, see, uh, I I liked Perfect Harmony, but Sun and Sunnyside was terrible. It 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 was uh, for me. There was a, I don't know. Like I put them on, and I was trying to pay attention, and I it, it was those shows where like I keep pausing it, and that to me is a bad sign. Right. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep giving them a couple more episodes at least because I try to give, especially comedies. You know, usually sure, yeah. they. They very rarely know what they are at the beginning. Yeah. But Sunnyside doesn't seem to have a, uh, anywhere to go. As where Perfect Harmony, it has, it seems like it's a movie mm-hmm. that can't possibly go 13 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but I enjoyed the movie because Bradley Whitford basically played Dr. Cox. And Dr. Cox is like my all-time favorite character. Right. But Sunnyside, I have no idea. Is it like every week he's going to teach a different c- civics lesson? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they're. It, it seems like they're building toward trying to become citizens, right? Yes. So, yeah. So that's the that's their week to week stepping stone. It it reminded um, me of an, a 
very bad attempt to be community, only instead of a community college, it was a civics class or a citizenship class. But what's interesting is there is something to be said for, like, having a show about civics. Totally. Like, that is totally. something that we all could, you know, use learning. Yes, but, and right. if they had actually... But it has to be funny. ...explored that <laughs> in any yeah. way, it was just yeah. silly. Yeah, like, on paper, it's a kind of a, a genius idea to have right now. Right. But mm-hmm. it's all about the execution. And Cal Penn is fantastic, but he has nothing to work with. Yeah. Uh, Dan, can I ask you, uh, so my absolute favorite moment of television uh-huh. came from The Good Place. Okay. Uh, so I wanted to see, because I know you you pick it apart really, really well on the website. So I wanted to see what your favorite moment from The Good Place was to see if it aligned with mine. It's weird because I watch it several times to, to, uh, find, to, to try to it. find hidden jokes. Um, and by the end of it, it probably ruins my enjoyment of the show. <laughs> it's all mush. It's all mush. But um, this is probably this is probably just telling about my sense of humor. But my favorite part of the episode was actually just when uh, when the old woman gets so pissed off that she just punches <laughs> Eleanor in the face, and then the and then that subsequent reveal that that she's actually a demon in disguise. Um, and it's demon Chris Baker, uh, and then he when he pulls off the suit, he's shirtless because of course yeah. he's shirtless. Um, I mean, I guess I'm I'm kind of describing that whole sequence, but the the uh, of that the part that I enjoyed the most was kind of that initial burst of violence, just because it was so surprising and um, it was one of the jokes that I didn't really see coming. And then when I went back and watched again. Um, and, you know, watched the performance and you could see like, oh, they, they layered in hints about this that I didn't notice. Like the first thing she says, uh, when they're in the neighborhood, uh, or when she's being introduced to the neighborhood, she asks, do you have a fitness center? Which is like the one thing that, Ah. that, that Chris Baker character cares about is going to the gym. Um, and I didn't, at the beginning, I didn't clock it at all, so... No, no, I didn't uh, either. Yeah, I didn't catch so that. I mean, I... does that. Also, the, uh, the elephant that tells truth, I thought was really just random and funny. Um, but, uh, sorry, what was yours? Oh, um, mine was the, when they're doing the, the hell, the bad place rally cry, and it's just the 1877, like the cars for kids oh, jingle. That was good. <laughs> oh. It was, was so really simple, but it was absolutely, I died. Yeah, and I, the fact that everyone kind of knows knows that song. Yeah, yeah, because um, I that is a, is that a national campaign? Because it's something I heard all the time in New York City, but I'm assuming it couldn't be that local. Yeah, I'd never heard it, but like a friend from mine, uh, a friend of mine is here this weekend from Brooklyn, and she knows it like, and she couldn't stop singing it all weekend. I've okay. definitely I've definitely seen it on TV in LA, so it's at least. So it's oh, at least it's, in, it's, like, major cities. Yeah, maybe at least in major cities. Because the other one, it's, like, that jingle, and the Salino and Barnes is the other New York jingle that gets picked up. Like, it's a it's an in-joke oh, yeah. in a lot of shows where it's, like, injury attorneys, 100 <laughs> That's, like, an SNL joke that they do all the time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one, that one made me really happy. <laughs> also because it was Mark Evan Jackson singing it, and I just love right. him. So I was like, oh, you could make any song I hate better. <laughs> I wanted to ask you both about Emergence, Emergency, sorry, uh, a show that I liked when I watched it, but the longer I'm away from it, the less I like it. Wait, did you correct yourself to say Emergency? Because that's I, not the title. It is, it is Emergence, 
I thought it was a cute spelling of emergency. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's emergency. There's an oh. accent on it. It's emergency. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it's just Emergence, which is a terrible title for the show. It, sound, it, it just it seems like an X-Men thing now. Yeah. Once I was done with it, and I, so actually the only reason I, I, I didn't know the history of the development of the show until Dan oh. mentioned it, that it had been canceled for another network. Well, that's right, yeah. Because um, you said it was like an NBC show, and I saw in the credits, it's like a lot of the, especially like images and stuff for the pilot are credited to NBC Universal. Yeah, it was, it was originally developed uh, for NBC, and then, and then um, moved over. they passed, and then ABC took it instead. Yeah. If it had been a straight ABC production, part of me would have 100% believed this was going to be like the twist by the end of the season was that it was a Marvel show. Um, given that it's created by, you know, um, the the creators also worked on, uh, Agent Carter and the fact that this, it, it has a lot of trademarks for a lot of, especially mutant, you know, storylines within like the, at least the comic books, Mm -hmm. uh, mysterious little girl government is going after her, you know, I think I would like it more if it identified itself that way. Yeah. But I'm, but I at this point, knowing it was originally an NBC show, like I doubt they're going to pivot that right. way. But I'm going to keep watching every week, hoping <laughs> like she turns out to be a mutant <laughs> and like somehow Xavier shows up. I don't know. <laughs> That'd um, be pretty cool. It would be pretty cool. Yeah, it was a it was a low key premiere, and it it was one of those that I enjoyed it when I watched it, and now looking back on it, it doesn't really stick with no. me. But I'm still hopeful. Like, I think that it's a show it's still that got a great cast, yeah. Great cast, and I, th- and I think a lot of it will come down to what the reveal is around that mystery. Right. Like, if it's really predictable or if it's just, like, the obvious thing, it's, it's going to fall. But if, the, if there is a real surprise into who that little girl is. Honestly, I kept thinking, what if she's, like, that girl that was adopted and then the parents tried to claim she was an adult... Like, I started thinking, what if she's actually, like, a little an adult that looks like a kid? I don't know. Oh, you've been reading the Daily Mail too much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was thinking that, and then somebody was like, is she an alien? And I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> she could be anything right now, and I think. But, like, normally when anything is possible, like with Lost, that's what hooks you in. You want to know the mystery. And I'm not as hooked on the mystery. I'm just, I'm more like, whether I enjoy the show will be determined by what the answer is right mm-hmm. right now i'm just sort of like i'm not hooked i'm just kind of like sitting back and going like all right how long are you going to drag this out like how is this going to develop right because we know we know there's a secret so um on other shows like emergence didn't stick well with me and like i liked prodigal son and evil a lot but i think the show that i watched last week that seems to have the most staying power is probably stump town really Right, but that I, has Michael Ely, so I mean that. Right, that's, oh, that's, that's true. A, for you. That's a, <laughs> yes, that is true. You can't just think about with about all of this with your pants. Like I, I know. <laughs> I think about Michael Ely a lot, so you know I could do that for six, seven seasons. <laughs> uh, what was it about about Stumptown that kind of grabbed you, other than I, Michael Ely, of course? Right. Well, I like you know the characters, but I really like the cinematography and the direction of that show. Hmm. That is very well done, and it looked cinematic. 
See, I remember you watching, I think, the the first trailer for the show, and you said the fight where she's in the backseat of the car reminds Totally stole from Tulip. Totally stole from Tulip on Preacher. <laughs> Um, but I, I'm assuming that vibe didn't carry through the entire no, episode. Because when it was the trailer, it was the majority of the trailer, and on the episode, it was just like a, a small part of it. Yeah, it was just like a gag. Right. Is I also just want to point out that there's a train. Yeah. Yes! There is a train. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Finally! <laughs> See, listeners, we weren't lying. We weren't making it up. There really is a train. Wait, we need to take a moment. <laughs> oh, listen I to live that next door to a train track, people. <laughs> You, you get this all night. Uh, so, uh, so creep show. Oh, yes. Can I take a moment? I, I, yes. I'm obsessed with the show, and I'm really bummed because I think it's only a six-episode season, uh, which means before I know it, it's going to be over. Um, <laughs> and then I'll forget. I'll probably like never hear about it when it's coming back, but it's on Shudder. And I loved the pilot, but I think part of it is that I just really like anthologies that aren't standalone seasons. Like, I, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I think part of why it worked for me was, like, just give me short story. Just give me, like, tiny 20-minute segments of something in and out, thought-provoking, and it's done. And I can, I can experience the whole thing, and I can get another one, and that's the episode, and it's not like I have to carry any mythology into the next week. There's I don't no have to sit thematic there. through lines? No. Well, so other than the fact that it's, uh, they have a kind of framework where, you know, it, it's the fake um, creep show comic book horror comic, which is based on all the old EC horror comics. Um, right. And so you, you see the image of, the creep, the dude with you know the weird decaying person in the hood, and then it's it's it it's set up like a comic book page, and you go through panels, and eventually one of the panels opens up into like the scene of the of like the live action scene, right? And then mm-hmm. the segment continues. So that's that's it. There is no through line so far. Um, different authors write the segments. Um, I think there are going to be a couple of original stories, but most of them are based on short stories that have been published elsewhere. And, you know, really good casting uh, and good production value, but it's also, it's not Tales from the Crypt in the sense that it doesn't have quite the same sort of in-your-face sense of humor. Uh, It's it's really kind of straightforward, but it was just refreshing. It wasn't one of those where, where there would be a gimmick that would obviously blow you away. It was just sort of like, I watched it and sat back and go went like, this is kind of all I want television to be. <laughs> like, the the second segment was absolutely wonderful and there wasn't a whole lot of blood. It was just a a dollhouse where that was like haunted, like like the dolls were being hunted by something inside the dollhouse and it was a little girl watching and and like buying policeman dolls and stuff to try and save her dolls. Oh, that's kind of cool. Because she knew things were happening in the house when she wasn't around. It was really and it was just really well shot. I forget what channel it was on, but uh, Bobcat Goldthwait tried it last year, like an anthology horror series. It was called Misfits and Monsters. Uh, it, it, it didn't turn out so great. Yeah. I mean, a lot of them don't. I mean, I, I loved uh, Masters of Horror, the old uh, Showtime show where they got, like, you know, incredibly famous horror directors and gave right. them, each episode was like a little movie. You know, they were... They were movies almost, you know, like a little over an hour or something. Uh, mm-hmm. And that show was great. And it went a couple seasons. But, yeah, I mean, eventually you either 
you know, that also took a huge amount of budget because <laughs> you're letting all right. of these directors make their own movies. Uh, and some of them were better than others, but I loved that show. And I think, but I also think that's, that's a, again, a huge, that's a more of a time commitment. This show was just like breezy and enjoyable. So you're going to end up paying for Shutter for another year until it comes back? You'll just forget uh, about it? I don't know. Although, but in, <laughs> in, in, in researching Shutter, there's a lot more stuff that I, I want to watch. So, mm-hmm. and you know, and so it's through my Amazon and now apparently I have access to the Nick Cage movie Mandy because it's on Shutter and oh. I can, I'll never get sick of that. <laughs> so. Well, it's interesting, Tori, that you talk about that, that this show kind of gives you, um, like it's just well done. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be more than that. Um, and I guess it, it's funny that like TV sometimes feels like it's trying to, it's, it's moving in a direction where it's trying to be more, whether it's, you know, either artistic or, uh, meaningful or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but, but a show can just be really good and that, that can be enough a lot of the time. Yeah. It, like it, this doesn't have a gimmick and it's not like on it's it's not it's hard to describe why it was satisfying because yeah it's not in your face impressive it just was well done Mm -hmm. and simple and i could put it down you know 40 45 minutes in and it was done and i could move on with my day and i'll get a whole new batch of you know two more stories next week what i'm saying is i have a very short attention span (laughs) 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 unlike emergence which will probably not answer any of my questions until you know the season finale yeah that, yeah, that one's got that written all over it. Oh, yeah. They're going <laughs> to drag that out. Were there any returning shows you guys like this week? The silence speaks volumes. No, nothing. No, I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of, I mean, Good Place, but we talked about that. Right. Uh, I enjoyed Million Little Things. Um, it was. Oh, it no, was, it was so, it was so lackluster. I mean, it was it was just for me. It was just like, oh, all these characters are back, right? Yeah, that was uh, nice. That, but that's kind of all I need from that show, I guess. On but they sense. didn't set up any new, except for one. They didn't set up any storyline, new storylines, except for Catherine, and it was just like continuing last season's storylines, which had kind of played out. I guess so. I'm not. I'm not worried about that yet. Like, I don't feel like they need to. Um, to me, they don't need to set up a, or I guess I, I wasn't, um, I wasn't disappointed that they didn't like set up like a, a new giant arc yet. Mm. Um, I'm sure it'll come out of, you know. I hope so. Cause I mean, the show started out with like a huge mystery arc. Right. And now that's gone and it, there's nothing there right now. But the, the, most of the fun of the show was separate from that anyway. Yes, but so I feel like I feel like they don't necessarily need to set set up something big like that again. But I also don't need to go through a season of um, what's his face and what's her face deciding whether or not to have kids. Well, that's like the fourth most important story right now, so it's okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Tori, Tori's clearly plugged <laughs> yeah, into the. I mean, I have I, never, little no, I've never <laughs> seen the show. I saw one trailer and was like, it. Yeah, it just looks like one of those shows where it's all about, I, don't, I mean, yeah, it's all about the characters. It's, but I was getting yeah. a This Is Us vibe from it, but not it is. in the it way is. of, you know. 
the characters this is are us. obviously very different. This is Us was actually pretty interesting this week because they, the entire episode until the, like the last three minutes was introducing three new characters that we've never seen. There was no context for these characters. It felt like a completely different show, and it wasn't until like the last three or four minutes that they connected them to the existing characters. So it was pretty interesting. Are they future grandkids? Uh, one of them is a future kid, yes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, we meet this guy, he's, like, blind, and then, like, he meets this woman at a diner, and they fall in love, and they get married, and he becomes a famous singer. And at the very end, uh, Kate is in, like, in the doctor's office meeting with the doctor, and the doctor's like, your child is blind. And you're like, oh, my God, what? Dang. (laughs) Was there, like, any cool, cool future tech that was like, oh, my God, no future? They no, didn't do that the pullback about, like they did in the pilot where you realize no. all of a sudden they're in the 70s. And Yeah, and the thing is, it's not the 70s. It looks like the 70s, but those characters are not old enough to be of that age in the 70s. It's such a weird show about time. Because <laughs> they're all dressing like the 70s, but it's like 2019. They would have been that age in like 1992. So they're like... <laughs> 1992 characters dressing like they're in the 70s. But nobody wants to hear about This Is Us. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I haven't watched in a while, so I appreciate you catching us up. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you do. (laughs) Um, I'm trying to think what else did I watch that was returning. Uh, Superstore. I watched Superstore. I mean... It's so good. Yeah, it's a good show. And they, you know, they're doing this uh, heavy storyline involving ICE. Right. But they make it funny somehow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a weird show. It's hard to add to that. It's like it's a a network. It's a show that can make ice funny. Right. But it's like a network sitcom that covers like pretty heavy uh, issues concerning like workplace issues, particularly low wage uh, workers. Right. But it does it so well. And they also did a good job, um, I thought, this week with, uh, because they're dealing with the aftermath of Mateo's character being uh, being arrested by ICE. Right. And um, kind of like the, the guilt and the fallout, the guilt that some of his friends are feeling. Right. Over that. Um, and it's, it's funny, Dustin, you mentioned Dr. Cox and how you love that character, and obviously you love Scrubs like I do. Uh, but this, this show, they have, it's not in the same vein, but they have kind of inherited that role in a way on NBC where it's, it's, it's this show that's profoundly goofy most of the time, but they have these, uh, moments where they're dealing with serious issues or, or they kind of veer into real emotion. That's been, you know, that's been there the whole time, but you weren't paying attention. Right. It's very well done. Does anybody watch Survivor? I used to. Uh, I was thinking about starting time. again this season because it sounds crazy. Because this is the one where they bring back, is it all the champions again? No, no, that's next season. That's and I just want to mention briefly that this season, and if you used to watch it, you'll appreciate this. Uh, they brought back Boston Rob and Sandra. Oh, right. The weird mechanic with the island, right? Yep. They're not, yeah, they're not character, they're not playing the game. They're on a separate island and they're mentoring and it's dumb. It is so <laughs> stupid. So it's not actually giving an advantage or it's just not, they're not okay. good. 
So, like, the first episode, like, the, a person gets sent, normally would get sent to Exile Island. So this person gets sent to, sent to Exile Island, and when she gets there, she meets Boss and Rob and Sandra. And they teach her a skill, and this time it was how to make fire. And then they're like, now you can challenge Boston Rob, and whoever, if you can beat Boston Rob at making fire, you get immunity for, like, three weeks. But who... It's a person that just got got there going up against Boston Rob, and this woman was dumb enough to take the challenge. Oh, so the challenge is optional. Right. Oh, so what happens if she fails? You don't get a vote at, immun- at tribal council that night. Ooh. And she totally failed, like, horribly. Because so how, what happens if you pass? If you say, like, I don't want to challenge them? Oh, then, then nothing happens. Oh. <laughs> It's like a really dumb gimmick, and I, <laughs> I, I think they just wanted to bring Boston Rob back, and Sandra because they're like popular players. Yeah. But it didn't work, and I hope that they sort of, at least, I, I don't. They're not going to be able to phase it out because they're stuck with it. But at least edit it so that it's a very, very small part of the show. Or just start having them teach more interesting skills. What kind of skills that are are interesting that you can teach for Survivor? Backstabbing, I guess. So. Manipulation, <laughs> but then how are you going to have like uh, a challenge based on backstabbing and lying? Yeah, I don't know, but I would want see because that's the other thing. Like the survivor parts of Survivor are never as interesting because you know there's like a film crew and all this other stuff. Like, right, it's all the social dynamics. Yes, and I love it so I much. I love the social dynamics. <laughs> I almost applied for Survivor. Did you? Oh my god! I that would have been so it. amazing. <laughs> Wait, I really how, thought about how, cl- it. how close does almost mean? Like you didn't? I mean, I was really high, and I was like, I should do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually. I feel like <laughs> my friends. I looked at the on. application. You didn't, yeah, you I didn't did. like make a tape or whatever. I seriously considered at one point, hmm. uh, but then I was like, what would I do if I actually somehow made it there? Because all those people seem awful. Also, they smell. That's what, yeah. Like they smell. Like in the older seasons, there's a lot of people making out and coupling up. And I'm like, dude, dude, what must they smell like? Yeah. To like be, oh, I don't even want to think about it. No. And so I, if, if, if you had applied, then what would your, what would your tactic have been? Uh, so my whole thing is I'm freakishly strong. And I think I would, so I would think I would be useful in the mm-hmm. survivor, in like the, you know, all the different challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I can re I can be fake nice super well. Um, but also I would hate everyone. So I would, I would not like, would I wouldn't, I wouldn't, people. I probably wouldn't be snowed by, by different people. Cause I would assume everyone is both dumb and duplicitous. <laughs> the thing about survivor and you know, I'm an expert in survivor. I've seen <laughs> all the seasons. <laughs> The thing about Survivor is that at this phase in the show, it rewards mediocrity. So the whole thing is like, don't get noticed until the end and then skate by and eliminate all the big threats. Yeah, you have to not, because they know, they've all seen the show enough to know like when you're scheming or, yeah. If someone is good, then you eliminate that person immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Which also, does it make, but that means the show just isn't as interesting because you don't get those breakaway threats. 
You don't get, I, you're not, like a Boston no, rub no. wouldn't survive on the, it wouldn't is survive Survivor now. <laughs> super interesting until the last six people or so. And then at that point, they sort of fast forward the last six people anyway. Yeah. They take, you know, once it gets down to six, they do it in like two episodes. Yeah. It's still interesting while they're, you know, developing the threats before they get eliminated. Yeah. See, I, I will tell you what I think my weakness in Survivor would be. I would hate any of the shit where I have to, like, wander around looking for idols. And oh. I would absolutely hate having to, like, sit there and talk to a camera about my thoughts yeah. in between all the other stuff. Like, I would be so annoyed. I would be, I'd just be, like, looking for coconuts. Like, I just want to eat. Like, I'm on an island. I want to go swimming, and I want to eat, and I want to get away from everyone else. I, I just would probably see... send myself to Exile Island. <laughs> Because I've been watching a lot of old episodes with my family, and then you watch the new episodes, and it's kind of fun to see how much work Jeff Probst has had done to his face. Oh. So much work. Well, what season are they on? 39. What? 39. Did they used they to do... They do two a year? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, so I was shocked. South Park came back, and it was... I think season 23, God. which, you know, made me. And those feel, are real years. Yeah. Those are real years. Yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, I'm older than dirt. <laughs> that hurt. That really hurt. <laughs> Did South Park come back this week? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, what, yeah. 25th. What was the topic? I didn't watch it. Oh, you didn't. Yeah. I've aged out yeah, of it. Neither did I. I sometimes watch it. if like the internet is talking about it the next day, yeah, but I, I guess they didn't. Then do anything that was outrageous. Yeah, nobody got riled up. All right, on that note, let's go to our game. Okay. I'm so nervous. So I, I'm pretty sure there's an actual name for this game that I'm not remembering, but I'm just calling it A to Z. Uh, what we are doing is we're going to take turns naming shows that start with the letter. They don't have to be current shows. It's just whatever you can come up with in your brain. Uh, and then we go sequentially. So if I said Alf, then Tori says... Bob Hart's Abishola, and then Dustin says Community, and we keep going, and we, uh, you can challenge someone and say, oh, that's not a show, and uh, if they're wrong, then they're out, or if you're wrong, you're out, and we'll just keep going until, uh, until it ends. And it sounds so easy, and yet... It sounds easy, but I think it's... We're all going to fail be, immediately. We're all going to yeah. fail very quickly. We're going to we make it to placing bets on whether D. we make it past H? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is the real money part. So question... Yes. yes. Should we happen to get to T, mm-hmm. do shows that begin with the count? No. Like, I feel like the doesn't uh, no. count. No. I feel like the does not count. No. So that means that the letter that it's... So the West Wing is with, W. Is a W right. show. Good. Yeah. Okay, that was my problem. Um, but the West Wing is only West Wing, so... Eh. <laughs> the good place. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> is it only West Wing? Yes. I don't think that's right. It has to be. Should we challenge it? I don't think it? that's right. I think we should challenge it. I and look it up. <laughs> Dustin's uh, out before the game officially. Oh shit! You're right. <laughs> the West Wing. Damn it! <laughs> you know what? We should just cut straight to the rant. <laughs> Dustin <laughs> already lost. Dustin Damn it! The game. Uh, no. All right. So here's we're gonna go in uh, order of Dustin, Tori, and me, and then we'll we'll cycle through. Um, and there's and gotta be have, like five seconds so that Tori yeah, doesn't I'm, cheat in Google. What? I'm I've not got, Googling. It's going to be five seconds. Looking. I've got a, I've got a stopwatch going. Uh, all right. So, so Dustin, when you, uh, you come up with an A and then we'll, we'll start it. All right. Amazing race. 
Bob's Burgers. Community. <laughs> Dexter. Uh, what comes after? <laughs> e. Uh, um, oh, gosh. Emergence. Um, fighting Fitzgeralds. <laughs> the good place. Happy. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm out. The island. Oh. Oh, uh, oh God. Jay. I know, I know it's Jay. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one time I'm like, what? Uh, I'm out. I'm blanking. Come on, people. All right, Dustin, can you come up with a J? Uh, win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Jerry Springer. Wait, there oh, it's go. not my part anymore. Jerky Boys. But no, yeah, you can go Jerry Springer and keep it going. Then Killing Eve. K-L-L to you. Yeah. Lost. Mindhunter. New Girl. Oz. Perfect Harmony. Queer Eye. Oh... Oh my gosh. R. R. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's too much. Time. I'm out. <laughs> Dustin, do you have an R? Uh, uh, real World, Real Housewives. Oh, oh my man. God. So Dustin destroyed us in this game. Yeah. Um, but he also, to be fair, he practiced. <laughs> I did. Time. I yeah. did practice. Yeah. You practiced. You cheated. I was like cheating. As they say, it's like you studied for the test and then <laughs> got an A. Which is totally cheating, according yeah. to Sean, uh, the demon. <laughs> but Dustin, congratulations! You've won the game, which Thank means you. that you you get to assign the rant, or you can you can choose yourself if you'd like. Um, can I talk about Fear the Walking Dead? Sure, but that means you're choosing yourself. <laughs> yeah, to for rant. the rant. Just, I am, just for the record. Just this once, because I just want to talk about <laughs> one particular plot point. All right, so Dustin, for winning the game. You get to rant about Fear <laughs> the Walking Dead. You get the punishment right. for the game. 60 seconds is on what the it, clock. Try to keep you, it under right. 60 seconds. Okay, yeah. so the whole thing this week was that Dwight found horses. He went back to a convoy that had um, broken down at a bridge, and he found horses, and he realized that they were all saved because the, if there's horses, there must be water. And he takes the horses back to everybody. And he's like, oh, my God, we're saved. We're saved. I got the horses. So there must be water. But the thing is, where he found the horses was on a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Last week's episode, a guy fell through the bridge and into a river. And it was a surprise to him that there was water. <laughs> and that is basically indicative of the entire season finale, which was maybe the worst episode of television I've seen this year. And I watched all of the island. No, I watched two episodes of the island. I am sorry. <laughs> <laughs> to all who can tell. Is that, that 60 was, seconds? That was almost exactly 60 All seconds. Right. Good. So that was great. Uh, wait, I have, I have some follow-up questions. Sure. Uh, so when he got to the bridge and found the horses, was there water? Th there was water 
running underneath it at that point? There must have been, because that's where the convoy broke down on the bridge. <laughs> but, I mean, did, did they, could you see it? Did they show it on screen? Or? No, they did not show it on screen. Okay. Um, and I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out another reason. Like, is there a, is there a thing where the water might have been contaminated and they're, they're surprised? No. Like, the discovery is, oh, this is uncontaminated water? No, no. But also, it might have been contaminated later because they led a horde of zombies into the water. <laughs> but that's how they got rid of them. There were so many plot holes in this episode. I don't know how much you know about Andrew Chambliss and Ian Goldberg. Maybe, Dan, you've heard of them? Uh, I don't know, okay. actually. I, they used to do Once Upon a Time, and I think that they might be fine for romances or whatever Once Upon a Time was, but they don't know what the fuck they're doing when it comes to zombie shows. There was a petition last week to get them fired, and I do not believe in that, and I think it's stupid and entitled fan bullshit, but also fire those motherfuckers. <laughs> I'm still stuck on... the So the horses were led to that bridge. It's not like they were wild horses that congregated naturally around a source of water. They well, were stranded on the bridge? They were stranded back where... Yes, they were stranded near the bridge. It's it's complicated. It's not really complicated, but it's trying to explain it to you where the horses came from is kind of a silly thing okay. because you haven't seen the show. But the horses were near the water because, you know, that's what horses do. Okay. But they were all near water. <laughs> right. They were, everyone was near water. This shouldn't Exactly. Have, yeah, if they needed and water, somehow why didn't they, they missed. go to where the guy died? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, they know where the water is. He's in, exactly. he's in it. <laughs> but at the end of last week's episode, they're like, we don't have water. We're all going to die. Also, aren't they going into gas stations all the time? Are they like... Well, that was... They just... They've moved walked, on? Well, they walked like 15 miles to find a new place to put up camp, and they realized that they didn't have water at this new camp until okay. they remembered that... How Until they found have, these horses. How long have they been surviving in this zombie apocalypse? Uh, I don't know. On this show, it's like six years. On Walking Dead, it's ten. So they set off to set up a new camp, and they forgot yes. like the one thing that's necessary for human survival? Kind of, yes. Oh, my God. This, it's just so bad. Because, yeah, at that, after six years of surviving, like, oh, we forgot the water is not something that happens. The and water is the first thing you fucking pack. <laughs> some idiotic reason, they ended the uh, season finale in another Walking Dead cliffhanger. And I don't know how much you guys know about The Walking Dead, but and I'm sure enough of our viewers know about Walking Dead cliffhangers. Where, like, you know, they kill somebody in a season finale, or it looks like they may have killed somebody. And this time it was Morgan, who is, like, the longest-running existing character in the Walking Dead universe. Yeah. Like, they shot him. He... Zombies were converging around him when the episode ended, which just pisses people off at this point on The Walking Dead. Because, like, stop. Just stop. Also, anyway. they did that to Glenn in, like, season one. Yes. So it's a repeat. No, it's, it's like the 17th time. That they've done that. Yes. Oh <laughs> um, so I know I didn't get to rant, but can I do a mini rant yes, spinning yes. off of Dustin's? Because it Absolutely. applies. Okay. So I didn't mention it earlier, but when 911 came back, the first episode, really loved it. Tonight, oh, no. I watched the second episode, and I'm Tori? furious. And here's I haven't why seen I'm, it yet. I'm, oh, well, okay. So I'm not... <laughs> 
Take it. I'm taking my earphones out for 30 seconds. All right. We'll 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 type when you're. We'll let you know. Yeah. We'll okay. okay we'll let you know. So here's the thing. Uh, and this shouldn't spoil anyone else that actually watches the show because you'll all be watching, you'll be hearing the podcast after, well after it's aired. Right. Uh, so last week, the end, the cliffhanger was that a tsunami wave was going to hit Santa Monica Pier. Oh, that wasn't the whole episode? I, I no, no, no. That was the... like the very end. So this, oh, week, okay. this week's episode, tonight's episode, uh, that was the the resolution of that, like, oh, now it's the tsunami has hit and it's everyone trying to deal with the aftermath. Mm -hmm. So the character of Buck is with Eddie's son, who's a little boy with cerebral palsy, palsy named Christopher. And he saves Christopher through the whole episode, like gets him on top of a fire truck so he's safe and then bucks out saving lives and everything's going great. And I had the thought in the middle of the episode because my biggest pet peeve the previous two seasons is that they use Chim as uh, an emotional just dagger. Every time they need you to feel something, they threaten his life. That's so, the guy who got like rebar through yeah, his Yeah, the rebar okay. through his skull, and then it's a cliffhanger whether he mm -hmm. survives. And then last season, he, he got stabbed and like all this stuff, right? And I get it. When you're dealing with first responders, the emergencies are mostly other people being in, in danger and it's not quite, you kind of have to come up with ways to whatever. So I had this thought in the middle of the episode, like, Oh my God, what if they finally moved on from putting Chim at risk and they're going to put this poor kid at risk all the time. Well, <laughs> guess what the goddamn cliffhanger is <laughs> motherfucking back way. So like you know, the whole thing with tsunamis is like, so the waves keep coming. Right. And they're right. pushing in. So now the water is receding from the city and going back out, to the ocean mm -hmm. and so everyone's caught caught off guard because suddenly there's a reverse wave coming the kid falls off the fire truck and yep now the cliffhanger is oh my god is christopher gonna survive and if they <laughs> and like of course that he is because like the, what show is gonna kill that adorable little child right um like the carrot buck would never survive everything would be terrible but i'm so angry <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, just stop doing that. Like, don't like put, put Peter Krause in danger. Like, like, <laughs> like there are so many other characters who you can have the cliffhanger with. It I mean, nobody's going to believe that you're going to kill off Peter Krause. Well, exactly. And it's never going to be, you know, Angela Bassett and it's, right. you know, and they, they let Connie Britton just, just up and leave the country rather than actually killing her off. They didn't even kill her off. They had her go on a walkabout. <laughs> like, I'm so annoyed. So anyway, you can... Okay. Let's, let's tell Dustin he can come Let's back. get Dustin back. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. So many details about 911. Yeah. A All show right. that, I, that I know very well and have watched All of it. before. Yeah. You're hanging on my every word. Thank you for tolerating I mean, was, that, Dan. It was still compelling, even though I have no... I have barely any idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Honestly, that's how most people react to when I, what I say. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, you're in for a treat, Dustin. I look forward to it. <laughs> I hope it doesn't involve Chim. <sighs> <laughs> I feel like it does. No, it. I can't go into it, Dustin. All right, all right, sorry, all right. Don't don't spoil it for yourself, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. All right. But we'll talk. Oh, we will okay. talk. <laughs> uh, on that note, that feels like a, as good a place as any to end this show. Uh, so thanks Tori and Dustin once again for joining me. Uh, we can, uh, oh, we're, 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 we're adding a new thing to the, to the sign off this week where, which other podcasts definitely don't ever do, which is that we're <laughs> going to tell you where you can reach us on Twitter 
if you feel like it for I some reason. I will never regret that. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it totally works out fine for everybody. So um, if, you, if you'd like to talk to us for some reason, uh, I'm at Dan Hamamura. It's uh, Hamamura is H-A-M-A-M-U-R-A. And uh, you guys can say your, where you are also. Um, I'm at, at Torionic, T-O-R-I-O-N-I-C, probably. <laughs> I Clearly, my letter capabilities are great this week. That sounded right. <laughs> and I am uh, Twitter at Pajiva, and uh, you can also find all of our Twitter handles on Pajiva.com. That's true. Yeah, you should probably go there first. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, assume, I assume they do. It's helpful. Right? Well, they have to. If they're going to find the site, uh, this podcast, they probably found it through the site. Well, some people are subscribing. I'm sure. Right? So that's a a thing. Um, Anyway, thanks so much, you guys. Uh, Next week, we will talk about other TV. Um, Tori will, I'm sure, be gushing to us about... uh, uh, 911. 911. But that's not what I was going to say. Big Mouth. Big Mouth. Oh, yeah. Big Mouth is coming. Big Mouth is coming. Uh, Supernatural is coming oh, next week. Um, so Tori will probably help prep us all for the season 15 <laughs> 60 premiere. 60 seconds on what you need to know about 14 seasons. Yeah, of just what you need to know about Supernatural in 60 seconds. That, that seems easy. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, thanks so much for listening and uh, come back next week. You guys aren't going to say bye? No, I don't know. I thought that was the end. Good night. Yeah. Bye.